Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Beer Nuts, a weekly excursion into the world of craft beer. Brought to you by MichiganBeerGuide.com. And now, here are the Beer Nuts. All right, welcome to Beer Nuts. Little different this time, kind of a new thing. A little, a little shorter show, uh, but uh, in case you haven't caught it by now, a uh, few of us travel for work. Uh, you know, keep the lights on, you know, keep sleeping indoors, you know, eating three meals a day. So, uh, we have decided to maybe uh, do some, uh, we're going to call these episodes Road Warrior episodes. Um, actually, I'm actually, for once, I'm in Detroit. John's uh, in Detroit, uh, but Doug is out on the road. Uh, Doug is up in, where are you at, Doug? I'm in um, Traverse City, Michigan. Not a bad place to be either. It's a little chilly, but it's beautiful here. We know Uncle Pete is somewhere out and about uh, between uh, Detroit and Chicago, and I'm usually sharing time between uh, Detroit and New York City, New Jersey area. So we've decided uh, we're gonna, every once in a while we're going to grab some whatever beers uh, we find close to us, keep it short, keep it sweet, say what we're drinking, what we think of it, and then uh, move on. You know, Keep the content going, too. Summertime is coming up, and I know the beer festivals start kicking in, and you guys got families and vacations and all that stuff. So it's a way to keep the show moving uh, without us having to get together all that much over the next few months here if you really want the honest answer but we're going to start the show like we always do jr from michiganbeerguy.com Did yo I should probably introduce you on your shiny yeah, new mic here. yeah i hope i'm sounding a little better than some of those pretty scary episodes i have invested in some new equipment and hopefully sound a little bit better and uh, i'm not on the road like anybody else but i've got some beers that came from the road so i'm looking forward to sharing those and checking some new stuff out and i'm excited about this new format it gives me a excuse to drink during the week like I need one. Is it days and end in why? That's all you need? I like the way you think. <laughs> all right. So you got a beer quote for us, JR? I sure do. And this one is from Dave Mustaine. If you guys are going to be throwing beer bottles at us, at least make sure they're full. Should we do that? Should we give him that? He got kicked out of Metallica for being too drunk. He's got, he's got one of those. But he went on to form Megadeth, which is awesome. I've always enjoyed Megadeth. Oh, me too. And Metallica, so. Yeah. Hey, we're going to be kicked out of yeah, the Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you guys on those issues. All right. Well, yeah, I'd rather have a full one thrown at me, at least if I catch it, I can pop it. Yeah, I wonder if it's in the cup, though. Is it cups or bottles? Uh, what this made me think of is the Blues Brothers when they were on stage and they were, everybody was throwing beer at them and it was, the bottles were breaking everywhere. And then they ended up playing behind the chicken wire. Yep, exactly. So who wants to start off tonight? Who's thirsty? Well, first of all, we always invite all our listeners to crack open a cold one. So uh, if you got them, smoke them. Or drink them. Dugout, since you're really on the road uh, for the official first ever Road Warriors episode, uh, why don't you uh, tell us what you have? All right. Well, um, as I said earlier, I'm up in Traverse City. We've actually done an episode on Traverse City alone, so uh, definitely not a bad place to be. Plenty of breweries to choose from. Uh, So tonight, earlier in the evening, I needed to get some dinner, and I decided to uh, drive up Peninsula Road. It's a spectacular drive uh, up to uh, Jolly Pumpkin Brewery. And it's one of three locations they have. I believe there's three. There's uh, Ann Arbor, and then there's a Detroit location, and then the one up here in uh, Traverse City. And part of sort of a conglomerate of, of breweries, small breweries, um, 
believe North Peak is one of them, Blue Tracker is one of them, um, and Grizzly Peak. I don't know, I don't think Blue, Blue Tractor is, but Grizzly Peak is for sure. Um, Jolly Pumpkin is known for making sour beers, and that's certainly not for everyone's palate. We've got a show coming up just on sour beers. Um, so, of course, the beer I have from them is a sour beer. But I have uh, La Roja du Creek, which I, means, which I believe means the red cherry. It's a sour amber ale with cherry juice added. Sounds and awesome. Just a little bit about the beer itself. There's 3,100 gallons of La Roja meets 50 gallons of Michigan tart cherries. So, you, as you can imagine, there's quite a bit of cherry going on here. Pours a really dark amber. It's got a very fine head. These beers are uh, oak aged, and then our bottle condition as well. This is a ra- rather fresh um, offering from them, and their beers are good to drink now, but they have yeast pitched in them, so they can sit on a shelf for a very long time and um, definitely uh, gain different flavors than if you opened them from day one. But pours a uh, dark red color. And the nose is definitely cherries. I mean, they, that's all you smell off the nose. And they're not sweet cherries. It's Michigan tart cherries, uh, Montmorency. And the flavor is um, definitely tart. It's not a sour, like a, an atomic warhead sort of sour. Uh, make you pucker up, but it's definitely a, a tang on the tongue. Uh, it finishes beautifully and just a nice, dry, crisp tart finish to it um if you got a highly acidic stomach i would uh, encourage you to carry a roll of tums if you were going to buy a bottle of this beer i really dig it i i love jelly pumpkin beers tonight i hit my quest to do all three of them and the food was spectacular as well as the setting it looked out over on uh, grand traverse bay and it's just it's, it's gorgeous sounds fantastic jolly pumpkin beers my experience is they're sour but they're not overly sour they're more of a, a milder tart sour is that is that accurate i'd agree with you on that and it's very distinctive while they use what would be considered a wild yeast they've um, encapsulated that yeast and uh so many of their beers have very similar characteristics to them according to the yeast that they're using first of all i know that they have a great reputation for having great food which you have confirmed and then uh, the other thing is if you're afraid of sours or if you are new to the sours uh, this is a good place to start. I went to the one in Ann Arbor a couple of years ago when I was first starting to explore the sour world, and I was kind of intimidated by the idea of going into this place that serves all these sour beers, but everything I tried was very approachable. So if you're a newbie to sours, don't don't be scared away. Try well, and, if, and, and right along with that comment, if you absolutely can't stand sours or you try something and it just you can't stand it they have beers available from north peak on draft um uh, as well as grizzly peak so they've always got something for everybody at the brew pub but those sours are just sort of their signature of jolly pumpkin all right well thanks for sharing that with your trip to traverse city chris would you like to uh 
step up next with your beer? All right. Well, I met, you know, I figured, well, it's Road Warriors. Figured grab whatever it's close to us. Grab what's local. I went to my local shop and I grabbed something from the Hideout Brewing Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I grabbed a peanut butter chocolate stout. I know this is right up your alley there, JR. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I don't like milk chocolate, but I like Reese's peanut butter cups because the pizza. The peanut butter overpowers the chocolate, and I can actually eat those and enjoy those. But when it comes to beer, I'm the opposite. Chocolate is fine in beer, but peanut butter, uh, haven't found a peanut butter beer yet that I enjoy. So, you know, everybody's palate's different, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy it, because a lot of people do like peanut butter beers. Well, it's it's ported, and uh, the head seemed kind of light for a uh, stout. Uh, And and then it's... Can't see through it. It's not so much motor oil. Maybe kind of like a a, a dark mahogany color. Um, smells like peanut butter. I mean, it's it's as advertised with you know it tells you on the bottle. It's a medium bodied roasty stout with a strong peanut butter nose, and they are right. Um, now the mouth feel like once again this is this seems more like a porter. It, it seems a little lighter. Uh, than stouts that I'm used to, uh, and, and not getting much of the chocolate on the finish. The more I have this, um, this one from uh, I started out thinking this was good. So, yeah, it's all right, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just it it, uh, it I, I I expect more out of a stout, I guess. And it, 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 they call this peanut butter chocolate porter. It's still good. I'm not going to dump it out. But yeah, it sounds like it's a little thinner uh, of a stout, not a not a real full bodied the way you described it. I've had some of the other hideout beers, uh, the hot pepper beer in particular, which uh, was hot. But, uh, <laughs> That's about Doug, it. Doug, out, have you had this before? I believe I've had it before. One of the things that you're going to notice what's going on with that beer is uh, there's not going to be much head to it. The oil in the peanut butter used has a way of not making the head very uh, bountiful on a beer. So if you have something with oils in it, it can affect the head retention on the beer. Now, is this a, this is a, the chocolate milk stout, correct? Uh, no, this isn't the milk stout. This is the, the regular is, one, the 5.6. This 6. is not the milk stout. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to um, look it up off their website, but I do believe I've had it. It's been, been quite some time, and I thought it was one of the more enjoyable ones from them. They make some pretty crazy concoctions. Well, I mean, they're, they're yeah. I think some of those some of those uh, offerings they had rather did have rather thin bodies um, to them, and I suppose it's uh, you know just sort of the way they do their stouts. Uh, maybe I'm spoiled too, or because yesterday I I finally tried the uh, blueberry pancake milkshake stout from Rochester Mills. That was super delicious. It was probably ultra fresh, but I mean maybe I'm comparing it to that. But it just it seems like peanut butter chocolate porter. I'm in. I don't know if I would just be on board with calling this a stout. That's all right as long as you're enjoying it. And I'm getting you more know, a lot of peanut butter on the beers, finish too than the than the chocolate. A lot of these flavored beers like the blueberry pancake and the the beer that you're tasting now, the chocolate peanut butter. Uh, a lot of those beers are very polarizing. Some people can't stand some of those flavors. I know people that uh, think that the pe- blueberry pancake tastes very artificial. 
artificial. I happen to love it. You happen to love it. But there are other people that, you know, oh, that tastes artificial. I don't like that. Well, uh, when you get into these flavors, you get a lot of strong opinions either way. I had a beer like that I was telling you about on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it was, I uh, won't mention the brewery, but it was uh, it's a coconut porter uh, from uh, a brewery that you can get at a grocery store. When I tasted that beer, all I could taste was chemicals. That's all that their their coconut tasted like to me. Is it just it tasted like I was drinking chemicals? And I guess it's probably a matter of palate when you get to a lot of things like that. Yep. Sure, and it's also, but it's also a matter of process. Typically, if you're going to cut corners and go with a cheaper product, you're going to be able, you're going to suffer in taste, and uh, hence, hence the chemical taste. It's not done in a natural way, and it, it reflects into the beer. It also may have been sitting on the shelf for some time. Uh, that could also contribute to uh, you know poor quality. Uh, a demise of a beer, yep. So speaking of coconut, if you're finished talking about that beer, my beer is a coconut IPA. Oh, that I recently got in a, a box from someone in Nash- Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I'm in a group that does these uh, every co- couple times a year. We do what's called a Beer It Forward, where you sign up and somebody draws your name and you get assigned someone else's name and you randomly send a box to somebody and someone sends you a box. And recently I received a very nice box of uh, exotic selections from the Nashville, Tennessee market. And one of those things is a beer called Brokenut. B-R-O-C-O-N-U-T, Brokenut, Coconut IPA. Really cool uh, picture on this crowler. Um, but it's uh, from a brewery in Nashville called Southern Grist Brewing. I just looked it up. They're a relatively new brewery, new on the scene. Uh, um, I've read a little bit on their website, um, southerngristbrewing.com. It's a three-thousand-seven-year-old grand to bond with the uh, for beer and started up their own so uh they're it's putting them on the map as they're trying uh, to be innovative and choose new things and some unique flavors and this is only one of them oh, i would like to first say uh it's a very nice appearance on this beer it's a uh, little bit hazy it's not super crystal beer but uh, uh very, very strong lacing on the glass. It is a, uh, I would say, a, a kind of like a dark orange color and amber. Very appealing. Very nice, uh, healthy head on this. And, of course, the overwhelming uh, aroma is of coconut. So when I taste the beer, you only get, not only get the coconut, but you get a lot of uh, citrusy, you know, orange, tropical mango. Uh, and it really works really to get well in harmony to deliver a pretty good tasting beer here. And uh, my first fear when I hear about these coconut beers is a lot of times they taste like suntan oil smells, suntan lotion. And that's kind of like that artificial fake coconut. This, it's, you know, it tastes more like a, like regular real coconut, like shaved off of a coconut. So I'm, I don't, I have no way of knowing exactly how they make this beer. I actually looked it up and it's not available on tap now. So when this growler was tapped and sent to me, they had it and it's been a one-off and they moved on, but but it's really delicious and I'm really enjoying it. And it was it's nothing like what I expected. It sounds fantastic. It really is. And uh, again, you know, you get you get the strong, the predominant flavor and aroma is coconut, but you quickly get all those other tropical fruits going on in there. You know, definitely like an orange orange mango flavor, maybe a little pineapple. So you know, you got the, all these nice tropical fruits backing up the coconut, and just a little bit of hop bitterness on the very back end. You know, not a lot, but 
you know, to remind you that it is an IPA. It doesn't even say the ABV. So I just have a very, there's just a real simple label on here because it is a crowler. So it was tapped from the brewery. Wish I had more information. All I can do is, uh, it's kind of good that I don't have my normal crutch of reading labels and uh, websites. This I just have to describe out of my own terms. And uh, hopefully I've described it well enough that you guys wish you were here having it with me. Because I wish you were. I wish you could experience it. It's, it's delicious. Yeah, I think about it. With I should have went to Coonan. That would have been grabbing what was close to me. But anyway, you know, maybe oh, next you episode go. when I'm in Michigan. But uh, So, JR, you had mentioned um, about your Beer at Forward Club. If someone were interested in getting involved in some of that, I'm sure some of our listeners would. How would they go about finding one to get involved with? Well, you can go on Beer Advocate. There are Beer at Forward offers all the time on there. If you sign up and get an account in Beer Advocate, you know, one of the things you just need to do is you need to build up a reputation. It's kind of like getting a, you know, having a credit score. You know, uh, people are skeptical to trade or include people in these things if they're a complete stranger with nobody to vouch for them. So you got to, you know, when you start either trading or getting into groups like Beer It Forwards, best to have somebody that uh, knows the ropes that can recommend you and, uh, you know, kind of stick their neck out for you as a reference. And then what you do is once you start uh, in on these things, you know, you start to develop a reputation where, you know, people know that, uh, like for the one I do, everybody sends a picture of everything they get. So you would think that, oh, well, you know, there's nothing makes, you know, people won't spend a lot of money on this. But they generally have a condition like the one I'm in had, uh, I think, it was 148 ounce minimum well i think i sent 300 ounces into my recipient in oklahoma there was two different boxes i sent to oklahoma uh because i you know i like people to i want to have a good reputation and when they see i want them to think boy i hope i get that guy next time when we do the beard forward because that's your name and your reputation and i'd say nine people out of ten in this group are the same way you see some unbelievable well-respected beer labels you know come through these trades and some of the bottles i have they're in the other room so i don't have know them offhand but they're all this all kinds of interesting bourbon barrel beers because uh you Send your when you enter each one of these, you send a list of you know beer styles that you like or dislike. So you know people know not to get you something that you know you have no interest in. Uh, the person I drew specifically said no Belgians and no Germans. So you know when I put the box together, I kept that in mind. And then she listed uh, several be- you know beer styles that she does enjoy. So I skewed her box to her, you know the beers that she enjoys. And then the other thing you know, try to put in there is like a, a glass or a T-shirt, some kind. Of brewery swag, the, the stickers are always a huge hit. So whenever you see these pictures, you know there's always four or five stickers, a T-shirt, a glass. So it's really cool. It's a really cool way to meet new people around the country. Almost every one of these I'm done, they're like, "Hey, if you ever need anything from my area where I live, please reach out." And that's how you can get pipelines for beers that you would never have access to. So it's really a fun, fun thing. You just have to be careful if you get. Too many of these going, you, your life becomes, you get stuck in a room uh, packing boxes with, you know, uh, bubble wrap and, and uh, Ziploc bags to keep them from leaking. If anything leaks, it keeps the integrity of the package. But the best, I would say, dug out to the answer to your question is to go on Beer Advocate. There's a, an FAQ on how these things work, and uh, there's people of all levels on there, people just starting out and people that have been doing this for years. And that would be a great starting point for someone that wanting to get into this. All right. Right, so this is the Road Warriors episode, and uh, one more thing before we wrap it up here. Fits into the theme. I will be going on the road. Uh, well, the day this show airs, I will be, I should say, is posted. Keep forgetting we're not hooked up to a live antenna.
Montana. I will be in Las Vegas. And JR, I know you were former resident of Las Vegas. Where can I get better beer in Las Vegas? I'm going to be tied to the strip mostly. I was just wondering, uh, well, where would be a good place to perhaps get some better beer in Las Vegas? Well, we'll, we'll start play- with places on the strip. Uh, the pub at Monte Carlo is highly recommended. They have uh, over 300 beers available there. Uh, I think they have over 100 taps and then uh, a couple hundred bottle selections. So the pub at Monte Carlo would be a great starting point if you're on the strip. There's also a yard house with, I think, uh, well over 100 taps. Yard house uh, locations. There's two in Vegas, but one of them is at at the... Oh, where'd he go? Still on Las Vegas Boulevard, but as you leave town to go south, uh, there's another yard house at the uh, town town square, town center. Uh, hey. So that's another option. Hey, where's the yard now, house on the you strip? Do, you you, you, you uh, faded out there for a second. Where's the yard house on the strip? Oh, the yard house on the strip is located at the link. There Link is the property up. So we know the yard house at the link, and then you said there was another yard oh, house other where? Yard house. Okay, there is a second yard house location south of Mandalay Bay on the southern end of the strip, the very southern end, um, and that is in Town Square. There's uh, several bars and dining options out there that way as well, but that would be a second yard house. Now, if you care to venture off the strip, that's where the really good places are. I just highly recommend, uh, above all, is Aces and Ales with two locations, one on the east side on Nell near Boulder Highway, uh, about seven miles east of the Strip. As a matter of fact, when I lived there, I lived about a mile from that location. And uh, they're just unbelievable, always great tap list, and they even have some nice bottles that you can buy to either drink there or to go. They're a little bit pricey, but uh, great bottles that you would pick up if you made a little bit of extra money gambling and want to bring them back home with you. There's The second location is in the northwest part of the city. Uh, that's a little bit more modern and has a little bit more taps. But either of the Aces and Ales locations are highly, highly recommended. Now, I'm going to tell you about a little hole in the wall that most of the locals know about, but uh, not many tourists would ever find. And uh, that's a little bar at uh, near the Palms at, on uh, Flamingo Road near Decatur. That's the rest of the strip, and that's called Money Plays. It's a little dive bar, but it's a, a local's favorite, and they've got a, a fantastic array of craft beer at all times and uh imports as well don't stand there if you go in there tell them that you know jr uh, that used to work for heineken uh, he's a good friend that owns that and operates that bar and uh really really uh, you'll find some hidden gems in there some top shelf craft beer selection in there uh, last but not least, uh, if you want to find beer to either mail home or try to fit in your suitcase, by far the number one retail outlet is a place called Corey's Fine Wine. It's in Henderson. It would be a cab ride from the Strip, but they will be ha- have the uh, the most extensive selection. If you don't want to venture too far from the Strip, ask a cab driver to take you to the nearest Lee's Liquor. Lee's Discount Liquors are uh, locations all around the city, and they'll also have a, a, a pretty good uh, 
selection and fair prices. So Corey's is more of the boutique place where you'll find the real hard-to-get whales, and Lee's is like pretty consistent for getting good prices and a, and a very good selection of beers available in the Vegas market. So there's a few places for you to try out. Last but not least, there's a, a brewery downtown in Old Vegas, Fremont Street, called Banger Brewing. Highly recommend going there. Uh, they make a great jalapeno hefe. Hefeweizen. Um, there's also some new breweries. Craft House comes to mind. Uh, there's another one. There are three breweries in a district called the Booze District in Henderson. It's in the middle of this industrial park that you would never find, but go, go online. Bad Beat Brewing is the other one, and I've had some fantastic beers on my last visit to both of those breweries. So Craft House and Bad Beat can also be found in local stores. So that's a, that's a little bit of a, a quick brief uh, tutorial on craft beer in Vegas. All right. Well, that is going to do it for the first ever Road Warrior episode uh, for the Beer Nuts. One last thing, I'd like to propose a toast to Uncle Pete. Hopefully next time we do Road Warriors, he's able to join us. So cheers to Uncle Pete. We miss you and uh, look forward to your return. That's about it. Any closing comments, guys? I'm good. You there, Doug? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoying my uh, enjoying my Jolly Pumpkin beer. So if anyone gets the chance, whether it's in Traverse City or Detroit or Ann Arbor, definitely hit the place up. All right, well, Sounds good. Short but sweet. I'm going to finish up my broken nut. Chris, rest that liver up for Vegas. Drink lots of water when you're there. It's very dry, and you will be very hungover. Thank you for downloading Beer Nuts for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Beer Nuts five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Beer Nuts by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Beer Nuts on Twitter at Beer Nuts Podcast and on Instagram at Beer Nuts Podcast. Please like the Beer Nuts Podcast on Facebook to like and share beer nuts if you'd like to donate to beer nuts you can click on the paypal button at christophermedia.net if you use amazon.com please click and bookmark the amazon link at christophermedia.net it will not cost you any extra money and you will help to support beer nuts if you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you are helping to support Beer Nuts. TheBroBasket.com Guys are tired of all those boring socks and ties. BroBasket is the answer to the age-old question, What do I get a guy? We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own BroBasket or choose from a variety of different BroBaskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke Gift Set, or the Junior Executive Gift Basket. Boozeless but still cool BroBaskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Alcohol gift baskets. What men really want. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com. That wraps up the first edition of Road Warriors. And as we say in old Mexico City, AMF. AMF. 
If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.